I believe that's where we need to start as women is before we get to any negotiating, any job, any salary, before we even start our lives, we need to start with the mindset that we deserve and we are worth it. You're born with worthiness. You don't have to hustle for it. There's no prerequisites to it. There's no bartering for it. You're born with it. As soon as you come out of the womb, you're worth it. I always felt like you had to be pretty, you had to be thin, you had to be young, you have to be something. And now I, I know the truth. I'm worthy. That's a good start. This podcast has been brought to you by 4i Production. And now, let's start the show. celebrate girl yes we do <laughs> okay guess what courtney b what what courtney b on the run <laughs> yes honey courtney b on the run with and, the beehive and a girl named tiffany be right there with you oh my gosh beyonce always wanting my text returns no can i save yes. all my money no can i buy me a new purse yes every other year or every three years it just depends oh it, it depends on how she feels beyonce beyonce gonna have me twerking for a birthday we did <laughs> you ain't got to twerk for it your birthday something. is coming up my birthday is a ways away but when it gets here it'll be beyonce time you know what i saw last year and i think i'm gonna do it i saw people put up a birthday list i am not trying to be funny but i was like you know what that's a good idea. She was like, I really need or want X, Y, Z. And if you don't want to get it, can you please get me gift cards oh to those gosh. locations? Did it work? I don't know. I got to ask. Oh my but God. that was a good idea. So it's somebody that you know. It's not like some random person you saw on the internet. No, but I mean, that's <laughs> smart because I don't want you going out buying me stuff that I'm going to have to re-gift to somebody. Oh, my goodness. I'm just being real. Don't waste your money. No, Why I agree. Why are you waste okay. your money? But can't you just provide your birthday? Why are we talking about your birthday? Okay, can't. Okay. Why can't we just provide the birthday list to, like, friends and family? Do we have to post it, like, on social media? I mean, do we have to post 99.9% of the things that we post on social media? Absolutely not. I mean, I wouldn't post it on social media. I'm just going to send out a mass text to the people that are likely okay. to be around okay. me on my We're birthday. We're on the same page now. Right. That's, that's all I'm saying. And, and one of those items is going to include some type of tour merch from the Beyonce <laughs> show. I mean, you might as well just... I just need that jacket. Boom. I will knock a couple people over for the jacket because we made the mistake of not getting jackets when she came to Raleigh. Mm-hmm. And I still regret that. You know what's funny? I noticed today out of all the postings for On The Run to, um, 2, it's listed as Jay-Z and Beyonce on the run, too. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, nobody who knows anything about either one of them says Jay-Z and Beyonce. It's Beyonce, Beyonce. featuring Jay-Z. Yeah, Beyonce and Jay-Z. Yeah. 
So, but I'm really excited. I can't wait. I'm excited too. Um, I can't wait to see the new outfits. I can't wait to see what the song list is gonna look like. Mm-hmm. Um, I know her last tour, um, the Formation World Tour, she did you know a throwback for the tried and true Beyonce fans? She did hip hop star yes. a snippet, and I lost my mind. So I'm hoping that she does some throwbacks and some touchback to the older Beyonce stuff. Now I don't remember where did you go? I went to Raleigh. You were on us. I went to the most epic show on the Formation World because the, I mean the rain tried. She Mother Nature. Mother Nature thought she was gonna shut us down. But we were out there. Beezus, and she was too. Beezus had. A, she said, "No, no, no. You got another thing coming. I know you. Mother, I'm gonna let you finish. But but we coming back out because these people paid their coins. Yep. And they're gonna get a full Beyonce show. And, and we, we did. We did. We she killed did. it. We did. I broke out in hives afterwards. I remember. Okay. I now yes. I remember you yes. were in Raleigh. Okay. It was it it was an awesome show. I loved when they performed. Um, Freedom with the with the um, water on the floor. Yep, that was and perfect. And dancing, and they didn't have on shoes. And Beyonce was just out there getting rained on. It was water flying everywhere, and it was lightning, and we was just still out there living our lives. Fact. Oh Jesus, yes. And I Beyonce. even had my mom out there. Mama you loved know it. it. Was lit. Did mama what? love it? It was for our birthday too, because we we're both April babies. It was right on time. Oh, so mama loves Beyonce yeah. too. What? She called me today. Oh I'm my talking about gosh. Some why isn't Beyonce coming to North Carolina? She did. She skipped right over us this time. It's okay. I understand. Mother Nature mistreated her here. We get it. We'll yeah, come but... to wherever you are, B. True, 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 true. We didn't even welcome them back. I mean, we didn't say, it, hey, blame, kiss my behind. Blame it on Nothing. Beyonce. Right. Not, my, not our brains. It, we, we got Beyonce on the brain. I'm sorry we do. Like, we got stung this morning, this morning, mm-hmm. with a, you know, announcement that they were coming back, and it's just been, I'm telling you, my phone been blowing up. Are you, Mine too. First of all, people don't text me talking about, are you getting a ticket? Now, that's, that's do you know who you're talking ever. to? Right. And there are stupid questions. There are no dumb questions. It's something that we tell kids so that they won't, you know, feel shy about asking questions. But adults, there are dumb questions, and that is one of them. That's one of them, because... This will be show number eight for me. Mm-hmm. Seven or eight. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. And I've seen Jay by himself several times too. So, right. uh, and it's two days before my birthday. Fact. Of course I'm going. We are turning all the way. Honey, I don't even want to use up. the phrase up. We're just turning. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be twirling by the, the end. Honey, twirling, turning, popping, flipping, singing. All of that. Drinking. All of this. All of that. Yes. Beehive <laughs> is information and I love it. And the haters is mad. Aren't they? they? I, are not, I don't even want to talk about them today. Woo! I don't want to give them any energy. So, hi guys. I'm a girl named Tiffany. And I'm Courtney B. What up? And this is episode 11 of the Culture Shock Podcast. Can you believe that? Yes, because God said it was going to happen. It happened, y'all. Fact. I, I can believe and it. So I'm, I'm, episode we 100. 100. Oh, <laughs> 100, 500, live episode. Yeah, live, uh-huh. Meet okay. and greet. Okay. I'm ready. We you ready? ready? Yeah, I'm ready. You ready, B? Because <laughs> we... <laughs> so... <laughs> so silly. But me too, that's why we get along. Exactly. Uh, so, how was your weekend? How was my weekend? It flew by? Gosh, yes, it flew by. Um... Friday, what did I do? I don't think I did. 
I don't think I did anything productive because Thursday I went out on a school night. Okay. So I was recovering on Friday. Mm-mm, that's a no-no. Oh my gosh, girl. That is a no to the no. I went out on a school night. I was tired on Saturday. Like, I'm talking about exhausted. Oh, Friday. That's what I did. Friday I went to a pure romance party. Mm-hmm. You talked about it last week. Okay. Yes. After being out all night Thursday night. And so then Saturday I was recuperating basically. I was so just so so tired. Um I watched this show on Netflix called Girls Incarcerated about the teenage oh girls god. that are in prison. Oh my god, that was crazy. I said I was gonna watch it right before we start talking about female incarceration, but I was like really trying to save yeah. myself from getting all attached. Yeah, because you get attached and, and there there's one story in particular that is really sad and I'm not gonna spoil it for anybody who hasn't watched it, but it's just it's sad and they are coming of age you know they're 15 16 17 but at the end of the day they're still children right um and it's just tough to see them in that position because it's like girl you got your whole life ahead of you and you sitting up in here wasting time you could be out living your life going to football games basketball games going on dates with your little boyfriend going to college Mm -hmm. working at mcdonald's getting your little coins up i mean you know you could be living life in your behind bars and one thing that I think is really important is it shows that a lot of the times incarceration does not equal rehabilitation Correct. because a lot of them went right back. Right. Because when you think about it, if they're put into those prisons, well, what it's really a juvenile detention center in their mind. It's like, Oh, I, I did it. I've it ain't nothing. I can go. Right. And so what is driving them to not do it again? Yeah. So you just, you know, see, that side of things from from that younger perspective, it was really good. I thought it was um, a great show. And then on Sunday, I just kind of relaxed, grocery shop, got prepared for my week, did a little bit of cleaning, mm-hmm. um, and that's pretty much it. Came to your house for a nice dinner, got right. me some fish fry. Of course. <laughs> did all of that. It was banging, and now it's back to reality. What about you? Uh, you know how my weekends are usually really jam-packed. The only thing I can say is, so I, was, I think I might have discussed this last week about me going to Virginia this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was uh, supposed to be a trip like with friends and stuff like that. Unfortunately, I had to end up driving solo, but you know, some things were already paid for or whatever. So I didn't want it to go to waste. So I Picked up, I wasn't feeling well at the end of the week, but I picked up, drove to VA, and um, it was like a five-hour drive from here. Mm -hmm. So, just kind of listened to some new music on the way there, got there, relaxed a little bit, ran some errands, um, watched some TV, worked on some projects, and then I drove back. And then, of course, we had that fish fry, which was really, really dope. The Bowers family came over. Shout out to them and their kids. What up, y'all? Yeah, and um, our homegirl, Ton, who had us laughing, came over. <laughs> so that was pretty dope. Um, and now we're just back at it. I did a couple things to help budget for the summer. Like, I'm trying to think ahead, and it was right on point because now, you know, On the Run is coming, and I'm hey, ready. I'm ready, too. I'm I'm just really ready for the summer and the fall. Me, too. I just have so many plans, mm-hmm. and I'm just praying that everything gets taken care of and it goes how I envision everything to go in my mind. So, and then on top of this, it's just like, I mean, what a way to kind of wrap up the summer. Fact. So, yay. Uh, so anyway, let's get into it. Okay. Shall we? 
we shall. <laughs> so we've already discussed on the run. And I'm going to try really hard not to keep talking about it. But um, how about Riri? Yes, Rihanna is coming for everybody's money. And I'm going to every, give her my Every coins. industry. Yeah, I am too. Because if one if, if it's one thing that she can do, it's be sexy. So I'm pretty sure Yes. that this... Lingerie. They've been discussing <laughs> it. And there are talks that she is coming out with a lingerie line. And I am here for it. And you know, it's funny because I can remember years... For years, people would say, well... Why don't we support black business? We do support black business when we have a black business to support. support exactly. So as soon as I saw the post, I was like, Victoria's Secret who? No mm-hmm. offense. You know, because I've worn my fair share of, of underwear from Vicky. But come on. Rihanna? She's definitely getting my coins. And to top it off, she had more good news this year. She was uh, named the first female artist, not the first black one. The first female artist to cross 2 billion worldwide streams on Apple Music. Awesome. Riri is having a... I want to say she's having a good year, but 2018, it just got here. So I'm just going to go ahead and put it out into the atmosphere. Riri is having a good decade. And isn't she... She's in a movie. The Ocean's Eleven. Is that movie already out? I don't know. Because I saw her posting it. Okay. Like, you know, International Women's Day. She was posting, like, scenes from the movie. And even, like, behind the scenes. So, I mean, Rihanna's living her best life. I think it's partly because she got that dead weight up off of her. What dead weight is that? Just that whole, you know, the bad relationship. And, you know, she did that interview with Oprah and just aired it all out. And Wasn't just, that cute, though? She they just, were riding around? Yeah, she just, I feel like she's really, like, stepped into her own. She had to go back, like we sometimes do. She went back and to, to make sure that it wasn't right. Mm-hmm. And she saw that it wasn't right, and she moved on with her life and is doing her. Got a billionaire boo. Right. Making all kinds of coins. And I saw that she had um, registered a trademark for uh, um, a line of, like, wine and spirits. So oh, yeah, yeah. She's doing her I thing. I saw that. Too. I said she's having a good decade. She's doing her thing. I think um, the first movie I ever saw Rihanna in was Battleship. She did a good job in that. Never seen it. It's really good. Uh, I mean, she doesn't have a huge role, but she still did a good job. And then, of course, the cartoon movie Home with mm-hmm. the little black girl and the alien. She's the voice of the little black girl, Tiffany. And um, Ocean's 8 is what's coming out this year. Well, that's what she's and in. And that's what she's in. She's in a couple other movies, but um, yeah, I'm really proud of her, and I'm looking forward to everything that she has coming because she's coming for edges just like Beyonce does, and she's snatching them left and right, and I'm here for it. I'm taking pictures. Listen, she's she's snatching these these other girls who, who think they got it on lock. And they're mad. And they are mad. I'm talking about with the makeup, she gonna snatch Victoria's Secret's edges, uh, who else? I don't know any any wine companies, but she gonna snatch theirs too. Theirs too, which is what she's supposed to do. Fact, because this is what this is what moguls do. This right. is what Diddy has done. This is what um, Jay has done. You know, this is what this is what you're gonna do. Yeah, girl, this, this is, is what, what I'm we, gonna, this is what gonna do. We gonna do. Facts. Okay, we gonna have our hands in all the pots because I need all the bags. Oh Church. my gosh. Church. Indeed. I. You know what? There's one other thing I did do this weekend. I finished Seven Seconds with Regina King. Did I you on Netflix? I started it, but it it was already pissing me off. It's and then so I heard emotional. somebody say, "Oh, that ended just like I thought." So then it's like I don't oh, want to watch it. Did they ruin it like that? They for just you? said that, but I don't want to watch it because the trauma of it all, the stress of it all, and I love me some Regina King. I think yes. we mentioned this on the podcast. She's she, my, she has my favorite career. She doesn't get 
enough recognition for the things that she has done and that nope. she's still doing. She is still working her butt off. So and she can cry. Yeah, she can cry. And she can get mad as hell. Jeez. On point. And like you really feel that she's mad. Right. Um, so I do plan on watching it. Um, I just haven't yet, but that is something that I plan on watching okay. because I want to support Regina because as we just stated, she's the bomb. It's it was so good. And to com- combat what the individual who kind of turned you off said, I'll just say it it ended realistically. I guess that's the only part. But it was still good. The acting was good. And once I had an opportunity to sit down and look at it from that perspective, like, okay, all of these people are actors. All of them. It was really good then. Because it's like, y'all really played that part. I have to I have to, um, to watch it and see. But you know what, Tim? I haven't really had any time. I know. I haven't had any time. And it's like here recently when I sit down to watch something because I have so many other things going on. Mm-hmm. I can't really focus because I start thinking about, well, let me send this email and let me... Do this and let me. So you pay miss this. fifteen minutes. Yes. and you have to rewind. Yeah, so it's just, um, it's just been really, really hard to get any TV in. Even with the girls that are incarcerated, that little series, I had to like watch it in segments. Like I had to yes. start watching it, stop a little bit, and watch some more. And I really want to be able to at least watch seven seconds. One ep- one full episode at a time without any breaks. Right. So I'm probably gonna have to like plan a weekend where I'm not doing anything and just pencil it in that time. So okay, understood. Mm-hmm. Black Panther hit a Billy. We gonna reach a Billy first. Hey. <laughs> so they opened in China and Japan and I, cu- I think a couple other places, but that was already projected. Like okay, we had made so much money. For Black Panther previously that by the time they opened up in Asia, they already knew that it was going to hit a billion dollars and it was like the snap of a finger. So they are, I know we've been talking about uh, Black Panther 2, but they are definitely, as of today, locked in for a sequel. Yes. I'm so, I'm not even over it yet. Like, I'm so excited. I don't, I hope Killmonger didn't die. It's possible. It's quite possible, you know. The heart shape if they got um or the uh the beads yeah. maybe he you know stuck one of the beads in there if he could if he was able to get it into the suit. Did you see what I sent you about the Kendrick Lamar lyric? Yes, I never would have thought about that until somebody pointed it out when you he says read it to the people um, or, t- or tell the people on the on the um on the track all the stars where Kendrick Lamar says corrupt a man's heart with a gift. Mm-hmm. That's when you. That's when you find out who you're dealing with. And right. if you remember from the movie, when Killmonger first enters Wakanda, mm-hmm. you know, they ask him, who who is he and what does he have? He was like, oh, I just bought you a little gift. And right. when he gave that to, to Wakabi, he instantly turned on his people. Yep. And so that's why I love Kendrick Lamar, because he is just brilliant. I'm smiling. I, <laughs> I know you're smiling Kendrick. so hard, me and too. And I love smart black people and I didn't even realize that and when I thought about that I was like oh my god that was ingenious like that was just all of Kendrick's lyrics I like oh my gosh but yeah so if you didn't notice that before like I did that is what he's referring to in that line because even when I listen to that song because it's on my workout playlist yeah I mean I agree with it but I really it for some reason it felt out of place to me because I was like wonder. What's but going now, on? But it now, fits it fits perfectly with 
the soundtrack and and the movie and ah, just love me some Kendrick and I want to see Kendrick With in as Raleigh. an May. Yes, yes, I cannot wait. Oh my gosh, Raleigh Scissors, Schoolboy Q. It's gonna be. Listen, I need I don't, for the and, weather to be perfect and, guess what? and everything. I'm going in my booty shorts and me everything. Me too, girl. I have my hair wrap on. But guess what? The best part is, what? I don't have to listen to YG. <laughs> Can we get a hand clap? Can we get a listen, hand clap? Because of our experience, I'm gonna have to hand clap too. I had to suffer Seriously. through that shit twice. Oh god! I had to suffer through it at the J Cole show, and I had to suffer through it at That's the right. Kendrick show. That's right. I'm like, thank you. I don't have to endure that much ignorance. Like, pay to endure that much ignorance. Right. Thank you, Jesus. Wasting so. my coins. Wasting my coins. Woo. And all the non-blacks talking about my nigga, my nigga. I, I just, y'all can have it. I don't want it. Now, he is on Nipsey Hussle's new album, and I do like the track yeah. he's on. on but my G. Yes, yeah. I like that track. But all of that, my nigga, my nigga, all the strippers, all of that. The strippers were excessive for me because I'm like, I could see myself bringing a kid to see Kendrick, yes. age appropriate, of course, a, a child, a mature child, a middle not schooler. like a yeah. I was gonna say not like a second grader or anything. A like middle that, schooler, but a middle schooler. But I'm not willing to allow them to see strippers on poles right before Kendrick comes out. You know, and sings and like him and sit on rapping. Him sit on the couch sing. and rap. Why am I paying to see you sit on a couch? Honey, we are from the school of Knowles, okay? We don't want to pay to see you sit on no damn couch. <laughs> and listen, everybody, it's funny because everybody that we go see now is from the school of Knowles. And I, I like, don't want anything less. Because right. Even Jay-Z has stepped his game up since, you know, watching Beyonce or talking to Beyonce about how she conducts her shows. That's one of my favorite parts. And then you can tell when you go to a Kendrick concert the same way. Like, he totally stepped up. His, yes, he did. Yeah, like how he does things. Like last time we went, he was in a box and the box was lit. And I'm to understand from where we sat, like it looked totally different than, you know, where other people were sitting mm-hmm. in the arena, which is classic Beyonce. Like she mm-hmm. gives you a different visual no matter where you're sitting. Yes, you get a show. Yeah. And the thing about it is, I'm not saying that every entertainer or performer has to give you a Beyonce level show, but you either have to do. You have to do certain things really well mm-hmm. to constitute me spending my coin. Correct. Either you have to be an awesome performer with an awesome show, or you have to be a singer. You have you, I don't want to not a singer. You have to be a singer to get me up out of my seat. Like Fantasia is not a Beyonce, right. but Fantasia is a singer, she and she's gonna you get standing. you. She's mm-hmm. gonna have you standing. Tamia is. A singer. Oh my God. Lettucey Have is you ever seen a singer. Her? Yes, I saw Tamia on my birthday Woo. one year, and she sounded better than the records. She really did. She gave a I saw show. her at a, a Tom Joyner, you know, like how he does, how he used to do the tour. I don't know if he still mm-hmm. does it. The college tours. And she sang when they came to Greensboro. And I, I was working in radio at the time, so I was right up on them. And I was like, man, she's so beautiful. Like, where is the voice coming from? Yes. Because it looks like it's not even coming from her mouth. She's barely even moving her mouth when she sings. Like, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying everybody has to be Beyonce because everybody is not Beyonce. Even Chance. Even Chance the Rapper. Yeah, you were telling me about that. Does a Beyonce, not level, but has switched up his performance since dealing with Beyonce. Mm -hmm. You have to because you want to, you want to strive for 
Because I don't care what nobody say, whether you like Beyonce or not. Beyonce has set a bar of excellence when it comes to live performances. I was just getting ready to say that. So, if you want to be... Now, now you can be mediocre. And right. people will come and see you and do whatever. But if you want to reach that bar of mm-hmm. excellence, that someone, just like how she strives to be like Michael Jackson. Like, you have to strive for that level of excellence if you want to justify these ticket prices. Right. Because I'm not paying money to come see you, see you half do dance moves, mm-hmm. be lazy, breath, be all the breath and airy. You want whisper me to singing. sing more of the song no, for you? I'm not doing it. It's no. funny. I might have to switch up my good word for today because mine was that very thing. Like you have to operate in excellence, no matter what level you're on. No matter what level, and that was one thing that I heard about Janelle Monae. Someone talked about how when Janelle Monae first started, um, she was. Obviously in Atlanta, because you know everybody goes to Atlanta to get on. But she was in Atlanta, and there was a show. Um, it may have been at Clark or one of the black colleges, Morris Brown somewhere. But they said that, you know, nobody really knew her. Mm-hmm. And there was nobody there. There was probably, like, maybe 50 people. Okay. And they said Janelle when they came out there and performed like it was a packed house from beginning to end. And that's what people... It doesn't matter who's there. Right. It doesn't matter how much they paid. You give them people a show. If they came to see that you. That will make me tell my friends, y'all missed it. Exactly. Y'all missed it. So, I'm excited for all... I'm just excited for concert season that is coming up. Can't so. wait. Every Listen, you need a separate savings every autumn for concert season the in next, the spring and yes. summer. You really do. Yes. So, yay! Woo! So, on to our good, bad, and indifferent. Okay. You know, I love this part because we get to talk and then they get to decide whether it's good, bad, or indifferent to you. <laughs> I mean, that you don't have to care about it, um, but we care enough to bring it up. So, I read this article that was talking about uh, Blackish. You know, I know that's one of your shows. And they it were is. saying that, I don't know if you know this, but one of the episodes got pulled. And it's an episode where uh, the athletes were kneeling during the national anthem. Why did they pull it? So they pulled it because the individual who wrote it, I believe, versus like the people responsible for approving it to be on the air were having, and I'm doing the quotation marks in the air, creative differences. Um, And if you read a little more in depth, it's more so about like their actual opinion on whether that's right or not. So they didn't want to air it and they couldn't come to a conclusion on changing the episode that made the writers comfortable. So they just pulled it. My thing is, it's happening. It, right. <laughs> so and whether you agree with other it, things. they have a they have a whole episode. One of my favorite episodes on Blackish is an episode where they're talking about the history, Black history. Yes, I remember. And they have full monologues and song performances with the roots about the true essence of slavery and what it was. I remember that. But something so that is. So, and my thing is, I felt like it was very raw. Like, I felt like the they put it out there yeah. exactly how it is. And I find I found that that was interesting because people always want to whitewash slavery. Yes. Just like they want to whitewash Martin Luther King's Everything. legacy. They always want to, you know, whitewash it to make themselves feel comfortable because they're basically embarrassed mm-hmm. and they're in denial and don't want to admit the harsh reality of what slavery actually was. So I was surprised that they even aired it as truthfully as they did. But as far as the kneeling, okay, if there, what's any different than 
what's any different them kneeling than when the um the guys back in the sixties did the fist when they stood up there and they won didn't the, like that either. That's though. what and I'm this saying. Is, but we still we it's why I brought it still up. Still did it right. But it's why I brought it up because they did have such a raw episode, but they're not willing to deal with this, and it just made me revert back. I mean, I did chuckle when I read it because I said, "Y'all are really serious about this flag that and this national anthem." That was written when the same people who kneel about it wouldn't have been able to, um, you know, be free at that time, at the time that it was written. Uh, A national anthem that still does not represent the United States as a whole and the people who live here. And, And let me get this, let me get this out there. Just because you live in a country or you're born in a country or you're an American or you're um african or you're german just because you're born in that country that doesn't mean that you have to agree with every single thing that that government does that's why there are revolts that's why there are amendments to the constitution that's why there are policy changes that's why people get voted out every time there's an election i don't have to agree with everything that goes on right that is my right so just like you want your right to buy 30 semi-automatic rifles per day i can have my right to kneel if i want to your your right is no better or worse than mine. Right. You don't get to tell me how I exercise my right. right. If it's my right, it's mine to exercise. Right. How I see fit. Girl. That I roll. Just, that just annoys the piss out of me. Well, I got something else that's going to annoy you. And it's one name. One name? You ready? Just tell me you're ready to hear this. It don't. Name. It, the last name ain't Kardashian because you know that's no. <laughs> um, no, that would annoy the both of us. But I'm uh, waiting for your reaction on this one. Jesus, do I need to? Do I need to pray right quick? No. Okay. Rachel. Dolezal. Yes, girl. Oh my God. Me and my brother got in a heated debate um over this. But go ahead and tell me about old Rachel's old scamming, fake ass, transracial ass heifer. <laughs> Transracial with, her, oh with her kinky curly wig, with her 4C wig. Uh-uh, Bye, that Rachel. Is her hair tight. That, Don't do a, that. Yeah, that's a damn lie. <laughs> Rachel. So Rachel Dozal has a. If you guys don't remember, she was, I believe, the president of the NAACP at one point. She had um, posed as an African American all that time. She's, I think, married to married to her son's father, right? Yeah, I think so, so she's married to a black man and she has black children, but she's white and her parents finally uh, out at her. And it was I know that's so sad. And it was such Ooh. a big deal. Um, and every now and then, Rachel just does something else. Bye, Rachel. For some attention. And so now Netflix has given her a platform. I saw. Um, and I, I chuckled. I, I chuckled really hard because I'm like. Somewhere, Monique is sitting on her couch <laughs> with her feet propped up, rolling her eyes. Um, but they've given her a Netflix special, and it's going to be called The Rachel Divide. And when I tell you, so it's supposed to focus on her. Uh, I saw one clip of her and one of her sons basically saying he doesn't want to go through this the rest of his life, and why can't she just let it go? And she's like, well, when something's broken, you have to repair it. Or when something happens, you know, it's about repairing and he's trying to convince her to just let stuff go. What is broken, ma'am? I don't know. What only thing is broken is the chemical imbalance, imbalance. in your head. Because boo boo, you are not black. Black social media is dragging her. You are not and black. Netflix. And I remember when she was on some interview 
And she basically, they basically said like, why do you think you're black? Like how, you know, what makes you think that you're black? Well, I just identify with the struggle. What struggle? What struggle? Because it's different struggles and not every black person is every black, struggling. Right. I was going to so, say every black person doesn't struggle. Right. So what is this? You identify with the struggle. I can, I can identify with the struggle of um, women in oppressed countries. I can identify with the struggle of someone who is addicted to drugs. Mm-hmm. I can identify with the struggle of someone who is a homosexual or transgender or transsexual or whatever. I can identify with that. But I then don't get to take on their identity right. for my own and be like, well, yeah, because I identify with your struggle. I'm one too. Right. No, boo-boo. It does not work like that. You do not have the genetic makeup to identify yourself as a black woman. This is more, being black is more than skin deep. This is something that we share on a soul level that you will never understand. Well, here's Talking the thing, about some though. damn struggle. I, I'm going to show you a struggle. But pe- <laughs> You're no, be struggling when you no, get your ass whooped. Uh, you come in here one of these sisters on the street and try to pop off like that. I'm going to hold Talking you about back. you identify I'm with a, some struggle. I'm going to hold what you struggle, back. Rachel? I'm going to hold because you Because clearly when you, when you applied to get into Howard or wherever it was. I or, feel like I need to hold her back right listen, now, y'all. God, she drives me crazy. Because people, I'm telling you, this is something that I have been struggling with for a long time. People make me sick when they want to be black when it's beneficial for them. In the words of I think it was Paul Mooney everybody want to be a nigga but nobody really want to be a nigga right. okay you want to be black when it's beneficial to you you want to be black when you want to you know dress like us and talk like us and listen to our music and Dance. date our men mm-hmm. and you know go get Botox for your lips and this and that butt injections butt injections but when, when it's time to be black when it's time to stand up for what's right when it's time to get out there on them front lines no, nowhere to be found. You out there in Pepsi commercials, well, uh, handing hand a Pepsi exactly. to the police. Why can't we just do this peacefully? Why do that's what that's what we get from people like Rachel. <laughs> so so everybody that is transracial with Rachel can kiss my black ass. I had never heard of transracial until because Rachel. It, it don't exist. Right. It don't exist. It's nothing but bullshit by a bored white lady so shout out to you guys if you plan on watching it you can tell me about it i won't be mad but i'm not supporting that i'm not watching it i'd rather watch an oj special for the three thousand time i'd rather watch an oj special than to watch rachel dolezal not that i not that i think that he didn't do it but i'd rather watch because at least we know he's crazy and we know that he did at least it's a reason that i would be watching that i'm glad that you brought that up because you watched the netflix um oj simpson uh, I did. Thing that they had. I watched both of this. I, I watched both of the series. I watched the one on Netflix. The well, OJ Simpson. The, the one that had Sterling K. Brown. Yeah. Okay. The fiction one. The fictional one. And I watched the Thirty for Thirty, and they okay. were both really good. Well, let me tell you. Speaking of OJ, this past Sunday, Fox aired a hypothetical murder confession scenario featuring featuring o- o- Orenthal James himself. And so when I was watching the the clips, um, the promo for it, you know, he was describing it like he was there. You know, he was talking about grabbing the knife and talking about the bloody mess. And so I'm like, what? What is going on here? And then when I went back, because I'm not going to watch that either. I think it's a, a gross display of arrogance on mm-hmm. his part. And something doesn't sit right. Well, I don't do Fox anyway, usually. Yeah, I'm um, definitely so, not watching that on Fox. But the fact that, 
I went back to read some articles on it because that was on Sunday and they were saying that it was a hypothetical, basically a if I did it kind Why of thing. Why keep like, playing around with this? Just let it go. Like, you got away with murder. You got away with just murder and you got children that have to listen to this. Their mom. Their mother. I don't care what was happening. I don't care who was doing what. I don't care who was messing with who. I don't care. This, these kids' mother is is dead. Right. Likely as a result of their crazy ass daddy. Right. So why do you why do we why do you keep who if you harping on it? Didn't he get custody of them after he after all of that was said and done? So. Mm-hmm. But they opted. I don't. I think they they opted not to stay with him. They didn't want to stay. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm sick of Orenthal James uh, Simpson too with his crazy ass. But the specials that other people did about him were really good, and I watched those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about um was a video that I saw on Facebook. I knew it was something I wanted to talk about of um an Iranian American Muslim fashion blogger named Hoda Katibi. I think is how you say oh, it. Oh, I know. Oh my God! When I tell yes. you, sis. She got them got all them the way together. together. So basically, she was on um, the morning news to talk about her upcoming fashion line and a collaboration that she was doing to um, basically help out refugee women in, in the community um, as far as getting them into factories, making sure they got fair wages. If they already had sewing skills, putting, in, putting, putting them in positions to be able to get those types of jobs, providing childcare for them, right. et cetera, et cetera. The first thing they're going to ask her is, well, what do you think about the about Iran and the nuclear weapons? Like, first of all, That's why are you even, even why asking here. her that? Why are you even asking her that? And she let them know, well, if you want to be, you know, quite honest, most of the weapons that are in Iran come from come America. From the U.S. That's right. Mo- if that is a fact. Most of the the um, the um highlight of violence and, and the, the precedent for violence has been set by America. Mm-hmm. Just look at, you know, what they they do. And then the the reporter, the the woman reporter says, "Well, you don't sound very American. That doesn't sound like something American is saying." She's like, "Well, you know, I don't think we should mis misconstrue the facts. The facts are the facts, and whether I'm American, whether I'm Iranian, whether I'm, you know, Korean, the facts are the facts. And the sooner that we take the blinders off and see, you know, the impact that America, the negative impact that America's past, present, and maybe future is having on the other world, the better off we will be as Americans. I would have been like, well, I could be sounding like a fashion blogger, but y'all didn't want to talk about that. So what does being American sound like? And every, I mean, they were sitting there with the hush, with the hush mouth. They were like, okay, well, let's just talk about your website. Yeah, because yeah, you let's do that. You weren't expecting her to read you for filth. And she did. You know what? And they, I loved every second of it. They could not. Their their unconscious bias reared its ugly head mm-hmm. really quickly in that interview because it, it didn't escalate to that. They started with that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they thought they were going to snip her as soon as they got her on there. Like, they were ready for it. Like, one of those. This is going to be good. Yeah. We're going to ask her about terrorism and Iranian blood. And they look terrible. And I hope they're... I hope even after that, like, because I know in that moment they were likely embarrassed. Yeah, because if you watch it, because I watched it several times, the male reporter that asked her about the nuclear weapons was so antsy. Mm-hmm. He was like shifting around and moving his, like, he wanted it to end. Yeah, because he didn't know what to do after that. He just got his ass handed to him. And I love that she was so eloquent and, and polite calm. and yes. calm. And she was able to articulate her points 
like precisely and quickly because oh this is a little fashion blogger she doesn't know xyz and when i tell you sis was like oh since you asked me glad you brought that right. up Let's, let's let's clear the air here since you brought it up. Let's go ahead and talk about it. Here's the thing about verbally accosting people who are used to being talked to that way. We're ready for you. Sitting Been there, done that. Ready. You're we not doing ready. anything new. You're not asking me anything new. You're not showing any new biases. That woman had already been there, done that before, and she was ready for you. Hoda Katibi. Okay. You the real MVP, sis. Listen. The real MVP. Champion. And I, I watched it like three times because I was just giggling in, in the inside. Kikian. <laughs> because they didn't know what to do. No. Yes, I love me a strong, educated woman of color. It just It just gives me chills. It just gives me this warm, just warm feeling on the inside. I love it. Listen, love it. I've had that feeling several times this week. Did you see where Serena... Um, you'll remember her win in the 2017 Australian Open, and then we found out she was pregnant with yes. Alexis Jr. So 14 months later, she's done it again. She wins her first match in um, at Indian Wells this past week. So I just thought that was pretty dope. Like, how how do you give birth, come back, and then win your very first match? Like, women are ridiculously amazing. I don't see how anybody sees us as weak. She got the spirit of Wakanda in her, girl. We can do it all. <laughs> I, I've been saying that to like every every instance of black excellence this week. It's Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. It's just appropriate. Wakanda forever. I was having an emotional exchange with my best friend, and she called me a brutal black queen sugar princess. And it had an R. It's a okay. brutal black queen sugar princess. And I sent back the Wakanda Forever sign. <laughs> yes, my sister. Yes. Wakanda Forever. Yes. The power is within us. Yes. Black queens everywhere unite. Facts. Go, Serena. In the way that her um, husband put those billboards up. I just where, thought, like. Where, where am I at? Where is my, where my cheerleader? Don't worry. Oh, my gosh. I'm, well, I know you're not worried. I'm, uh, but, like, don't. definitely not worried because she got. Credit to worry about, savings to worry about, education, ed- education edges. Right. <laughs> right. I need all of that. So yeah. I don't, you know, I'm not stressing about it, but I'm just like, man, when it get here, it, it's going to be dope. It's going to be dope. It's going to be some hurt feelings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know firsthand. Woo! It's going to be good. Somebody going to be tight. It's, it's going to be some good it, stuff. It won't on. matter what got mm-hmm. you there. They still going to be tight. Hi, girl, smiling from ear to ear. Me too. I'm he, smiling about your listen, future, girl. Future, future boo. If you listening, just know that you are blessed. And you got a good favored. one. You blessed and highly favored. Can I get another clank, 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 clank? Okay, okay. Moving on because, I, honey, we don't want to get on that because I know people listening is like, here they go on a tangent. Okay. But listen, that's why you <laughs> listen to us. That's why you love us because we keep it real. We talk about important stuff, but we like to throw a bit, of, a little bit of ourselves in there too because I feel like that's what makes us fact. Us, mm-hmm. you know, this is like a, a, it's a podcast, but it's a conversation between sisters. That's right. So we gotta, we gotta keep it real. You know, we're <laughs> your favorite podcasters. And I need for y'all to be listening and sharing and posting because we get a lot of listens, but I don't be seeing y'all sharing. So share us. Right. Okay. Moving so we on. can be in everybody's car, earbuds, living rooms. TVs one day. Okay. Speak Speak that down, the red I love your poli- your uh, positive energy, girl. Listen, I'm a strong believer in because I I've seen it with my own eyes. When you speak negativity onto yourself, mm-hmm. you get negativity back. When you speak positivity 
onto yourself and to your friends and to your situation, mm-hmm. you get positivity back. That's so I'm telling you, all 2018, this is still the year of focus for me. It's going great. I'm doing things that I said I was going to do last year within a month, you know? Yes. So positivity all the way around. It can. Mm. It's only going up. It's only getting better, girl. That's right. No choice. No choice. We have nowhere. Well, we have somewhere to go, but up, but still. So, um, we were talking about amazing women. Yes, amazing women because it's March. It's Women's, women's month. month. We just had International Women's Day. It's all about the women's. The women's. Uh, Black a- women's. White women's. Asians and okay, no, it's just about just us. Just about right? us. Oh, okay, for okay, now. But I, I saw where you were going. <laughs> It's just about us. I'm sorry. Psych. Sorry. (laughs) Psych your mind. (laughs) Ava DuVernay. I know we talk about her all the time. A Wrinkle in Time came out this past week. Were you able to go see it? Because as much as I've discussed it, I was exhausted when I got back and could not go. And then, of course, work. So I'm hoping that I can go tomorrow. Um, But I've heard some great things. I heard lots of people saying that when they watched it, and, you know, maybe this is a spoiler if you've never read the book, but that's okay. I'm not ruining the movie for you. But I heard a lot of people just talk about the whole father-daughter relationship. Um, it's so, so yep. important. And in the book, and I hear also in the movie, they keep this part where, you know, she wants to find her dad. And it's kind of like, but what if he doesn't want to come back? I heard a lot of people were emotional about that because... Even though this is fiction, that portion is a real life yes, scenario, a real life feeling. Situation. Same, and um, also like people said that whenever they tessered, and you'll you'll understand what a tesser or a tesseract is whenever you watch the movie. But when they tessered to the first planet, that a lot of people broke down too, broke down crying. So a lot oh of adults, I know. I'm ready. I already said I was gonna need a box of tissue, um, and a lot of fathers who did watch it said it was good for their kids and a lot of fathers who didn't watch it said that their kids came home and they were hugging on them and just wanted to be around them for the rest of the weekend and stuck up under them so it was very impactful for those who have seen it thus far i was not able to see it because i was tired and i wanted to be able to give it my full attention since this is one of my favorite books Mm -hmm. um so i'm excited to go see it but one thing that really stuck with me is and I didn't know whether, like, you know me, the first thing I want to do is pop off. So there's um, this this guy, and he's, I don't know what to call him. I don't know if he's like a professor, um, but um, his name is Boyce, Dr. Boyce. He's a, he's a black guy that is always on um, YouTube, Dr. Boyce Watkins. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Okay. So... I was watching some video of his, and I and I really wanted to do a live and address him, and I was going to add him, mm-hmm. because he has, seemingly, it seems like he has this thing against Oprah, and so he basically talked about how Oprah is once again in this position in a movie where she's playing mammy to these white children, and you know, old white mammy have to save the day, and I'm just like... He hasn't seen not one promo for this movie. Not one promo for the movie. Girl, I, my mouth was wide open because I'm what like, what white children? I mean, not what white children, but they spe- they intentionally made the main character black. In this Meg movie. is black in the movie. Storm right. Reed is Meg. plays Meg, and Meg is, is black, black in the movie. She is the the basically the heroine of the whole film. 
and people are under their con yeah yeah like it just it just makes me sick how people just say things without at least googling at least watching the trailer at least all going to read the spark notes right. at least going to wikipedia so if anybody knows dr boyce watkins you can tell him to call me or <laughs> listen to this because i don't give a damn like that was ridiculous and i do not like people who misconstrue the facts like it's one thing if you said whatever it was and it was factual and you don't like it you disagree with it and this is why okay but don't just put like that's just negligence exactly that's just or in laziness because you couldn't even google for two seconds right girl it made me upset i was hyped and i was just like i want to go live and at him and say i just want to know when did you watch the trailer when did you read the book because clearly if you watched air trailer you would see that the main character is a black girl now just one just one but that just upset me. So, no, I haven't seen A Wrinkle in Time. But as I, when I text you earlier, I'm going to reread the book again. Yeah. Um, because it's been a while since I read it. But I plan on going this weekend when I'm re refreshed. And I want to see it in either 3D or, well, probably 3D, not IMAX. Yeah. I want to see it in 3D. And who, whether you're Oprah or not, would turn down the opportunity to play Miss Witch? Or Miss What's It? Or Miss Who? Or anybody, anybody. else in this film? This a is, classic. This is a classic but this is why I say that people should read things, watch things, listen to things that are outside of their culture. Even though this is a culture shock podcast right. and we highlight black things, I feel like it's always good to have a broader view of the world around you. Mm -hmm. That way you're knowledgeable, at least to, before you're speaking on certain things. Agreed. You know, and just being negative because that's just ridiculous. But anyway, it's I probably why I've it. never written a think a think piece before. Just because I want all the details first. I don't want to say I don't like something and then turns out I didn't get all the details right first or together. And then people do these things and then they don't even backtrack. They don't say, "Oh, I was wrong." Mm -hmm. It's just bad information is out there and it's out there for anybody for other people who are lazy. And don't do their research, research and are negligent with the things they share, post, and retweet, and pass on to people. It's just fuel to their fire. And it just spreads ignorance and dissent among our people Thanks. for no reason. At all. But anyway. Who am I? I'm just, you know. You Courtney B. I'm just, you know, poor little ghetto girl from the country streets of Western Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Lord have mercy. Um, got anybody else you want to discuss before? No, I think we've I think we've hit a lot of topics so we did. far. We did. We 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 got to get into the meat of the of the matter at hand. Indeed, I did want to um talk about one other thing that I saw today, or not today, but you know who Roxanne Gay is. Mm -mm. She is a black author and editor, and last year she, I think, was the first. African-American woman to write for the Black Panther comics. Um, wow. Right. I, I wanted to highlight her because today I know we're going to be talking about um, feminism and the feminist movement. And she is a well-known feminist. But I just wanted to give her a shout out because she's the first and that just happened last year. Well, shout out to you, Miss Gay. Indeed. So, feminism. Yes. 
which is something that inadvertently we discuss all the time, even if the word feminism does not come come up. Right. And so just for those who aren't familiar, feminism by definition is the advocacy of women's rights on the basis of the equality of the sexes. So when talking about feminism, I know a lot of times we'll get into it with people. And I say people because it's not always men that I'm arguing feminism over, right? Sometimes I have to argue feminism with women. But the funny thing is, I think people think that a certain kind of person has to be a feminist. And by definition, any person who supports feminism, the definition that I just gave you, is a feminist. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to be a woman or a black woman or a white woman. Or a straight or woman straight, or exactly. a gay woman or trans woman. To be a feminist. You can be a straight white male, a gay black male, a straight black male, a gay white male, transgender. You can be anybody, a child mm-hmm. of any gender at any age and be a feminist. Right. So... I kind of want to discuss feminism as a construct and how different groups respond to it, how you feel about it. What are your thoughts? What are your experiences and your thoughts in dealing with feminist movement? Um, my experience with dealing with feminism is it's always sometimes met with this oppositional well do you do you want women above men do you like do you even like men Mm -hmm. or you know do you feel like women should just be in every single position as far as leadership goes like what is it you know um I met with that and then I'm also met with the thought that for so long black women have had to fight to even be Number one, considered as a person. A person, right. <laughs> Secondly, considered as a woman. And then to even be included in the feminist movement and the black revolutionary movement. So sometimes I'm like, well, do I really want to be a feminist? Right. Um, it's and a huge fight with a lot of facets. A lot of facets. A lot of intersectionality that has to be addressed because... I can't wait to talk about intersectionality on this show. You know, white... Our white counterparts feel like we should all be women first, which is okay. But when you see me, you, you see, see a black, black person first. first. Right. So there's that struggle. And then I always get kind of confused with the feminist versus the womanist mm-hmm. struggle. So I feel like personally, I am a feminist because I feel like we all should be equal. Mm-hmm. I feel like we all should be given a fair chance, um, regardless of our gender, regardless of regardless of our race. But at the same time, I feel like when you say, oh, I'm a, just like when I say I'm pro-black. Right. It's always meant with Anti-white. Like, you yeah. mean anti-white. Or right. if I say I'm a feminist, I'm anti-man. Right. And so, that. that has been my experience with feminism, black feminism, womanism, what have you. Right. I was going to say that same thing. A lot of people do feel like, just like um, pro-black means anti-white, that pro female means anti-male and with that thought process we'll never get to a medium where we can all work together you know what I mean um I also feel that misogyny as well as racism play a huge role in how dissected or how fragmented feminism 
or the intent of the movement really is. And then I also realized that based on their own biases, a lot of white women um, don't really see black women as a part of their feminist movement. Or it's just like when um, Donald Trump was voted into office and then the next day, or not voted, but after he had his inauguration, wasn't it the next day that all the women were marching on the mall? The same day as his inauguration. Okay. But um, all of y'all voted for him. Right. But white women, are by majority, are the reason that he's in office. So it's kind of like, well, girl, why are you marching? I mean, right. not specific people, because we don't know who, you know, if the same people that were out there voted um, for him. But just by a large portion. Like, that's how it went down. And so it's funny because when you're discussing discussing feminism, you have the separation all the way around. For instance, when I was trying to figure out who's considered the mother of feminism, mm-hmm. it was, uh, what's her name? Mary Wallenstonecroft or Craft? Yes, Wallstonecraft, if I'm saying that right. But she was a writer, a philosopher, and an advocate. And ironically, I was doing a little more research and found out that her daughter ends up taking on the alias Mary Shelley. Mary hmm. Shelley is the writer of Frankenstein. Really? So, yeah. Just a little a little history. Um, but she is the writer of A Vindication of the Rights of Woman, mm-hmm. um, written in 1792. But there is also a black mother of feminism her name is anna julia haywood cooper miss mm-hmm. cooper was born in 1858 um, and she's highly educated she's uh, a black liberation activist a womanist an author she was born into slavery in raleigh north carolina right here in north carolina north cac mm-hmm. she got her phd in paris and I think she moved back and was living in D.C. She got her master's from Oberlin College, um, went to Paris, got her Ph.D. and came back. And she wrote The Ethics of the Negro Question. So just knowing, like, you have these two women born at two separate times, the black mother of the feminist movement, you know, Felt that there was a need, obviously, because if there wasn't a need in the black community Mm -hmm. for there to be a feminist movement, she would not have had to step up and do anything, right? Because we still weren't considered equal. No. And then misogyny plays a huge role. Still are, if you want to be completely honest, but... Right. So misogyny plays a huge role holistically over feminism, right? Yes. And then... Just because I can only speak from the black experience, I find a lot of black men don't <laughs> just like that. Just like the way you just laughed, they're it's worse. Like, it's like exactly. sometimes, and it's and it's overt. Black men, religion, mm-hmm. it is overt. No, no women in the pulpit. No, you can't wear pants. Yep. You can't talk over, you know, not talk over me, but like my opinion matters. I know more than you. I'm supposed to lead even if I'm leaving you mm-hmm. into the pits of hell. There are some roles that you just should not have. Um, some professions that you should not have and some things, some opinions that you should not have. And uh, that's kind of tough. Like how do, I, I'm trying to, I'm still trying to work through how we get through that. Because like you said, I mean, like we said, it is so segmented. Like, how do we get to a point where 
the feminist movement is just one movement or is it ever that way? Sometimes I think it's more like the whole education system where now we go to the same schools or in my lifetime, we always have right. But before our grandparents maybe were integrated Mm -hmm. and you hear a lot of older black people say that that wasn't, first of all, we know that that wasn't the original plan. That was how they pacified us. We were trying to get equality separate but equal right Right. and we were trying to get the equality in our education system and so they said we'll just put them in there together so that we don't have to accommodate them in that way um but but we found that that's not always the best that wasn't the best move for a lot of people and sometimes I feel the same way about the feminist movement on one hand I want us to be able to like we all went to the march and we all had a good time you and I discussed how we didn't see a lot of people a lot of women a lot of men of color out there but we were out there together, right? But as it pertains to effectiveness or efficacy, I should say, um, is it better that we have two separate movements? At least we know that this one portion of the movement is going to benefit my community at large, females or women specifically. I don't know if it's better to have two separate ones. Or to have the majority, which would be non-white, I mean non-black feminist, Mm -hmm. to acknowledge and accept the rest of us who are not just one-dimensional and just see me as a woman. Because when you think about it, if there's one that consists primarily of white women, and there's one that consists the womanist or the black feminist, then there's one for the trans women. Then there's, I mean, it's just like... It just gets to be a bit much. Right, instead of working. And and it's not going to be something that happens overnight, but working to make sure that all members, all women are treated equally, no matter what type of, you know, added layer they may have on top of their womanhood, whether they're black, whether they're an immigrant, whether they're poor, whether they're gay, lesbian, transgender, whatever, because when you when you think about it, all those things just build. Because if if I was, you know, okay, just me, but I'm also a lesbian. Yes. I not only have woman black, yeah, now man. I could now I'm a lesbian too. Right, intersectional. All of that. So it's just like until I don't know, I, I wish we could all be together, but it's just hard because everyone has to realize and empathize with the next woman's struggle. Right. So so to that argument, I feel that most people or most groups of people don't have such a difficult time with that empathy portion. But if ever left up to the Caucasian community, most of the time I don't, that's not usually where the change actually comes from. And so waiting for white women to accept us not just us but you know like you discussed transgender women and you know gay women or whatever waiting for white women to accept us holistically that's not gonna happen it's not gonna i mean it may but i will never get to see it well because imagine if you know that by moving right you're going to get your needs met a lot of times if if you're so used to that if you're so just like when we were discussing the kids and, you know, 
black kids will or the dream defenders mm-hmm. last on the last episode we were discussing dream de- dream defenders and how they've been talking about injustices and crime and you know crime in disproportionate numbers and then the kids from Florida get on TV and their tears matter I mean I'm not trying to be funny but I feel the same way can you imagine if you're a white woman and you have tears or you have marches or you want to make, you know, you you have your signatures and everything and you're going to Capitol Hill and your voice is going to be heard. That's not that's, that's not, not the same. same. Well, just look at the, the whole thing with um, Harvey Weinstein mm-hmm. and all of these allegations came out about him and these women. The mm-hmm. only one he refuted was Lupita's. Why? Right. Why? You know why? Exactly. But Lupita's story, if you listened to it or heard it, was so detailed. Exactly. But it's because in their eyes, we're always it, it we're always under under them in their minds. Regardless of whether they want to say it or not, mm-hmm. times like that it shows because you deny everybody's but hers. Right. That's the one person that you said their name like no. Right. Like, yeah. oh, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't because she wouldn't. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. she's black. That's what it comes off as. So I don't think that we should wait on them to accept us. But in order for us to be one movement um, together, that will have to happen. But I have to say this, too. We want that from people outside of us. But some black women, and I know some personally, have a hard time accepting lesbian, gay, and transgender other black women, people who identify themselves as women. Right. That is tough in the black community. It really is. So, And it's taught. And then from a religious standpoint, a lot of people were raised Christian. And so then there's that battle. Like there are people who, I, I know kids and teenagers who, have been friends. I've watched it happen. Hurts so bad. Like to see because I'm not the parent. Right. So I can't just be like. You're wrong in front of that child. I can discuss it with the parent. But the parent's going to feel how they feel. But I've seen kids be friends. And then grow up together. Play together. Become teenagers. And then they. You know one of the teenagers become. Or decides or comes out as gay. Not decides but comes out as um, gay or bisexual or whatever and all of a sudden the parent of the straight child or quotation marks in the air because you don't know but the parent of the straight child is all of a sudden saying oh you don't need to be around them because you know you don't want them influencing you to be gay or you know I just seen it so many times it's kind of like can't nobody influence you to be gay right either you're curious or you're gay right I'm not saying that people haven't experimented I don't know that one for me right but if you gay Ain't nobody going to influence you to be exactly. gay. You're gay. <laughs> you know you're gay. Before anybody influences you, you know you're gay. Right. But, I mean, so. you know, it. it is a struggle. And then we must always keep in mind um, intersectionality and what it is. Because I don't think a lot of people know. Because I didn't know until a few years ago. I'm like, <laughs> what is that? Like, what right. is intersectionality? Right. Like, what does that mean? Um, so do you want to talk about it or you want me to talk about it? I mean, you can kind of give us some not a some can't get my words together. You can give a synopsis, um, and then we'll do a whole episode. Cause I actually want us to bring 
somebody on to discuss it in depth too. Okay, so what I like to think of it as is like a double struggle, struggle, or it could be more than than two things. But basically, um, Kimberly Williams Crenshaw, she's a civil rights advocate and a leading scholar of critical race theory. Mm -hmm. Um, She's currently a legal scholar, full-time professor at UCLA um, School of Law and Columbia Law School, where she specializes in race and gender issues. Um, And she actually came up with the term... um, as a metaphor back in 1989, um, it's basically where racism and sexism are overlapping and it creates multiple levels of social injustice. And she came up with the term from um, a case for a lady named Emma de Graffenried. Mm-hmm. And basically, um, Emma was suing her employer based on racial and gender discrimination. Right. And the judge felt basically that she had to pick a struggle. You can't sue somebody based on both. It's one or the other. And so Kimberly basically came up with this metaphor as like you're at an intersection. And one road is racism and the other road is sexism. And Mm -hmm. if you're a black woman or a woman of color, you're right in the middle of of that intersection. Mm -hmm. And those struggles overlap, causing you to have double discrimination, double struggle. So that's what um, intersectionality means. And I think now with where we are in the world and with the types of, you know, people that we have in the world, the different sexual orientations and mindsets and life experiences and life choices, the way that people are born, the way they identify themselves, the struggles are just piling up. (laughs) It's just piling up. When I need a, when I need a reminded visual, I always, you remember back in the day, whenever you used to be like in English or math, I think we've used them both, but in English class, you would draw the circles and then you would draw another circle and it overlapped the circle a little bit. So in one you would put sexuality and one you would put gender and another one you might put disability. Disability. Nationality, age, age all of that. Immigration and, status. And they all just kind of overlap and wherever they overlap and those things apply to you, then that's where you would draw a dot. Yeah. And so you have all of that, you know, going on. And, and I think the problem is with non-blacks, or non-people of color, is that they have a hard time seeing outside of their lens. Yes. And pushing for a struggle besides their own. Right. Um, because, I mean, Sojourner's Truth Address, and Ain't I a Woman, that that speech came and about because she was at a women's rights conference, and they were having a debate whether they should... Um, make their agenda be about women's rights or abolition. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, you can't have women's rights without, without abolition. the abolition. Mm-hmm. Because we're women, we're over here as slaves. So how can you say you're fighting for women's rights, but we're over here slaves? Right. So, I mean, that's where that whole ain't all woman. Because she's like, okay, you're, you're fighting for women's rights. But ain't all woman? Right. Am I not a woman too? And do that, I not deserve to be free too? That really broadens your lens whenever you do whenever you do have a point of in, intersectionality. Cuz if I am a woman and if I am black and if I am gay, then I understand everybody. Yeah. Everybody that I just listed, that makes me more empathetic to things that maybe I'm not. But because I understand at least three struggles, right? <laughs> at, least. at least three struggles. Jesus Christ. I may not be able to specifically speak to a disability, but I'm I'm probably going to be more empathetic to someone who has one because I understand 
mm-hmm. you know, that I'm over here going through all of this just because of those three different things that that are my makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing, too, um, that I wanted to talk about um, with feminism is people sometimes equate feminism, like we talked about, is is not liking men or not, you know, needing a man. I'm a feminist or, you know, I'm a strong black woman. I take care of myself. But, mm-hmm. you know, since slavery, black women have been forced to be in that position, you know, whether it's from the remnants of slavery, right. um, racism, economic exploitation, imprisonment that keep black men from leading the household right. um, and the community, it, which is purposeful. It has put us in a position to take on that role, but it doesn't mean that we necessarily want to. It's just that we have no yes. other choice. Um, but that doesn't mean that we're saying that we don't want a man um, to help us lead and to, you know, be a, a male role model for our, our children and within our community and to be feminist with us right. because how can you love a woman and marry a woman and not be a feminist? I know I it happens. I know before, it happens though. every day, but how can you say you love a woman and not and want not your woman to get fair and equal treatment to everybody right. else? And not not just be okay with her being a part of the movement, but being a part of it yourself. Right. An ally, a supporter. Mm-hmm. How can you love a woman and not be a feminist? I don't believe that you can. I, I believe, believe that you either. can love people or like portions of them, but if you don't love the whole person, then... If you don't love the whole person, if your sole purpose in being with that person doesn't include the betterment of that person holistically, mm-hmm. then you're... And not according to what they can do for you. No, no. To their vision for their life. Right, that's right. No matter what that vision is. If their vision is, I want to own a car wash. If you love that person, you and she's a woman, you should be a feminist in the regard is that I'm going to make sure that my woman, there's no obstacle, any obstacles that I can move out of her way. Any person that's discriminating against her because she's a woman, mm-hmm. because she's a female I have to go against that because my my purpose, if I'm telling you I love you, mm-hmm. is not to get anything from you. It's to love you so that you're you're the best person you can be. You that can way, be your highest self. That way, I'm I'm gonna benefit regardless if right. you're reaching your highest potential. So how can I say I love you if I don't want to push you to your highest self and see you succeed? How can I say I love you? Right. What did we say yesterday? How can I help? How can that, I know? That's the phrase of relationships that I want to hear coming out of people's mouths. From one mate to another, how can I help? How can I help? Because if if I'm a man and I'm married to a woman or I'm in a serious relationship with a woman or I'm, I'm partnering with this woman, mm-hmm. if you don't believe in marriage, right? how can we be in a happy, healthy, and whole relationship when you're not reaching your potential because you're going to be miserable and then you're going to make me miserable and I'm not living my life miserable because you ain't happy. Right. So what can, how can I help you get to you to, to realize your vision for your life? That's what I'm as a partner. That's what I'm here to do. I'm right. here to push you and you're here to push me. So how can you not be a feminist? If you say you love your woman, you somebody lying. I, I'm waiting for the answer. Somebody is lying. People in the back. If you can hear us. Anybody want to? Anybody want to speak, speak up? Speak up, pass the mic. Speak I now, forever hold your peace. How okay. can you love a woman or be married to a woman or have daughters 
sisters, nieces, and not be a feminist? I think over time, if we can get people to understand that we really do deserve, you know, equal rights. I mean, I, I'm i someone who also understands that as a general rule, we don't have the same makeup, right? Everybody ain't... People be half raised. Right. But <laughs> um, uh, across the whole spectrum, colors, creeds, sexual orientations, but religion. Not. But she's not. She's not. But a lot of okay. people do be half raised. Right. I don't even know where I was going with that, but still. Um, yeah. Anything else? Just that I just wish that everyone would take a minute to realize that in the world, the lines are so blurry. Mm-hmm. Like the lines are blurred. Everything is connected. Everything crosses over. And if we could take a second to think outside of ourselves and put ourselves in someone else's shoes for just a moment, no matter their color, no matter their um, backgrounds, their sexual orientation, I feel like not only will the feminist movement, but just the humanist movement would be moving toward a better position. Right. That's all. I agree. At 100%. Gotcha. So, that was a good word in itself. That was a good word. That was that was a good word. Um, what inspired you this um, this week? Um, or what was funny? What inspired me, or what was funny? We already talked about what was funny. That was that little girl in that lipstick. Oh yeah, Paul Custon. That was funny to me. Um, <laughs> but um, one thing that inspired me, and I think did we talk about it? Did we talk about the kindergarten teacher in the hygiene closet last week? No. That's what inspired me. I okay. meant to say it last week, um, but I forgot. Um, basically, there was a kindergarten teacher, um, and I don't know where this is, but her husband posted it to some um, message board that he's a part of, and basically, she started a comfort closet in a low-income school um, so kids could have access to soap and deodorant and hygiene products and all that type of stuff um, if they couldn't afford it. So they can go to the hygiene closet or the comfort closet and get those items out. And, you know, if their menstrual cycle comes on and they don't have any, you know, sanitary napkins, or if it's a little boy who's in puberty and his underarms is ripe, Mm -hmm. you know, he can go wash and spray him some deodorant on. And I feel like that's very important because I remember being a child in the fifth grade and I wasn't in the best living situation myself. Mm But you know how we are as kids. If there's somebody doing worse than you, you are you feel sad. You pick on them you to make yourself feel better. Mm-hmm. And I remember myself and another little girl picked on this boy that I don't even know. He may not even have anywhere to take a shower, but he was smelly. Mm-hmm. And we picked on that little boy, and it made me think about how awful that was. And if we would have had something like that, maybe. And I still remember his name. I'm not going to say it, but right. if him and his brother, if we had something like that, maybe a teacher could have pulled them to the side and been like. Come on in here and, and go stay to the bathroom and wash yourself. Mm-hmm. So that gave me um, joy to know that even though these teachers are not paid what they should, now they're expected to be, you know, in the armed services and, you know, ward off crazy mass shooters that yeah. they're still taking time to do for other people's kids what these parents may not be able to do for their own children. So that gave me joy and, and inspiration. That's a really good story. A really good story like a feel-good story yeah it was feel good and like i mean the closet was full of right. stuff 
full of, I mean, like, even just little travel size stuff. I wonder if they're taking donations, like, since that article came out. I don't know, but we should we should look into it and see. Yeah, because we, you know, we love a good community service. Sure do. And I need to talk to you about our community service project. Definitely. And getting, especially since it's Women's Month and we're already half, we're halfway through Women's Month. I know. So we can tell y'all about it. Yes. Um, I also, so I know most of the time my inspirations on the show come from Will Smith. But I don't know if you see, <laughs> I don't Will know. Smith or Diddy. If you need oh, inspiration, you listen. did you see what Diddy posted when he was when? like, he was like, he doesn't read the comments, but he was like, he's trying to connect with us more and respond back and stuff. And he said, some people, somebody commented under his post and was like, you look tired. And he was like, you damn right. I'm tired. This is what, this is what hustling look like. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm tired. That. Like, cute. this is what it looks like. What you think? I'm supposed to be getting rest. Mm-hmm. I'm out here hustling. And I'm like, go Diddy. Because y'all, I'm sitting right here with a sweatshirt on, inside out, a toboggan on my head. But you've been no hustling. No face. Though. I've been hustling. You look good with the no face, though. Everybody, you everybody be liking my freckles popping and stuff. Just go with that for a while. So I'm going to just keep my brows and mascara and stuff. But I'm going to let it pop. You don't need anything else. But look, when you. Oh, oh, we ain't gonna go there. No, please glory don't. Glory to God. But listen, when you've been in some situations that I've been in, you, you, you get, you get, I know, you get beat down, honey. I know. And so you feel like you need this extra, but, but you don't. But but God, I want, what I want you to do, <laughs> will let you know, baby. Keep looking like that, baby. And, and I want you to get up every morning and wash baby. your face, and then just stare in the mirror, baby. Okay. When, when you get approached and. Folks is telling you how how much they love these freckles mm-hmm. and this skin, and you be like, wait, <laughs> oh, but, I just want being loved, right? But, that's right. what it was. That's what Glory it was. to God. Glory to God. You but forget. You forget sometimes you forget. when you're in a situation that's too bad, or when people get used to you, then they don't want to compliment you in the way you know, that you used scared. to be. Exactly. They're intimidated by. It's not that they don't notice that you're beautiful. It's that they don't want you to remember that you are. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. <laughs> okay. But yeah, let me but, get my last little sip. But you know, um, we we have to to keep that to keep that up and and to remain inspired. Anyway, you were talking about Will Smith inspiration. Oh, we'll go yeah. off, right? So Will and Jaden, his uh, son, yeah, Jada Smith, because he has the other son. I wonder what he's doing all the time. He was I playing want... football and living his What's life. Like... Yeah, he was on a football scholarship. Trey, yeah. That was in the video back in the day with him. So cute. Mm -hmm. Um, But Will and Jaden have decided they're going to donate water to Flint every month until the lead levels go down in the school system. That's awesome. I thought that was very admirable. I mean, not that they can't do it, but that they don't have to. They don't have to do it. They could be just selling their water in the stores and moving on perfectly fine in their mansion. But the fact that they're... Taking the time out to do something for the less fortunate, since you know we always want to ride our black celebrities for not doing enough. Right. Um, that's a good thing, and we all love Big Willie because he he will come through and shed some light on your and life and some funny and some funny. He does a, a he, he does a good mixture of both, and I appreciate it. And it's always right on time. It's always right. Um. When you need it. And I appreciate his Instagram. I will keep saying it's one of the best things that have happened to Instagram in a long, 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 long it time. It revived Instagram. It did. Thank you, Will. Because we need um, we need more of that. So, yay, Will. Which totally goes into, and I know usually you go first, but I'm going to do my good word. Um, and it's simple. 
I know at the top of the show I discussed operating in excellence, so I knew I needed to pick something else. But while we've been talking, um, I just wanted to touch on the fact that you can help, you can assist at every level. It doesn't matter what you have. It, if it's a little bit of money, then give a little bit of money. If it's a lot of money, give a lot of money. If you have nothing, give your time. Because I'll never forget wanting to be a part of something and somebody was already um, a part of it. And they said, well, what can you do? You know what I'm saying? You, you got to come with some money. And I didn't make this statement because it didn't matter that much at the time. But I was just thinking, I'm... I don't have a lot of money, but my hands work just fine. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people have resources and then they don't have anybody to do the work. Right. So just just remember that you can do the work and that you can assist on any level. Some people just need a listening ear. Yeah. And sometimes we got to get our hands dirty. Sometimes you got to take out the trash and move the debris. Mm -hmm. Right. To cl clear the yard up clear after a storm. Yes. Right. Um, but that in addition to taking care of whatever your ecosystem is. So right now I'm trying to redefine what my ecosystem looks like. I know that I have been a part of other people's ecosystems before, and I know what I brought to those relationships or certain scenarios. But now I'm trying to figure out exactly what my ecosystem looks like standing from, you know, my point in the circle mm -hmm. and going out. And I know that it's important for me to take care of my ecosystem. And I'll just use you as an example because everybody knows by now that we're friends and we see each other often. Um, but I know like if you're down or if you need something or if you're hungry, I need to take care of you because my ecosystem is a circle or a, a, an oval shape or whatever that is for me, right? But at some point, it's got to come back around. Yeah, and you're, you're only as strong as your weakest link. That's right. And I... I'm not sure when I'm going to need for that to be reciprocated, when I need for that to reverse and mm -hmm. then come back towards me. And it may not come from you. It may trickle down from some other point in the ecosystem, right? But just knowing that if we don't take care of each other, we're all going to fail. Yes. That was a good word. I appreciate it. But it, mean, it meant something to me this week, so. Okay. What's your good word for the good people? Because I know you have one. My good word for the good people is, and this was um, something that I read on Instagram, um, but basically not every thought or emotion needs to be indulged. Mm. So just because you, you're feeling doubtful of yourself doesn't mean you need to dive deep into that. Doesn't mean you need to believe it. Hmm. If you are scared of something, you're fearful of the next chapter of moving forward. It's just a thought. Right. It doesn't make it Bible. It doesn't make it true. It doesn't make it a part of yourself. It's just a thought. It's just an emotion. And emotions are not facts and they will fade if you allow them to. But you have to allow them to. If you're having a, a, a feeling of unworthiness, it's just a thought. Mm -hmm. It's just an emotion. It, it's not law. And it will go away if you allow it to yeah so you have to be willing to move past the hurt you have to be willing to move past the disappointment you have to be willing to let people go their own way without trying to force them to stay in your life to hold on to them because your emotions want them there or whether it's um, an experience or 
a career that you really, really thought you wanted and you're forcing your way through that thing, but your natural talent is lining up for you to do other things. Those thoughts are just thoughts. Those emotions are just feelings and they will fade if you allow them to. So stop picking at the old wounds. Let it go because what's for you is for you. So every negative thought that comes up, every person or situation that comes back from your past does not need to be indulged. It's just an experience, just a thought, an emotion that will go away if you let it. Right. That's my good word. I love it. Thank you, sis. I love you. I love you. Right. (laughs) (laughs) She love me or whatever. And you are worthy. Just like Sister Viola said at the beginning of the episode. Yes, Sister Viola. Bye. Yes. I would be knowing. I love her. I do too. I hope to meet her when I please discuss too. that. Yeah. Well, her Afro, we'll honey, her at the Afro, same time. That Afro was on fleek. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call her. I mean, I don't have her phone number, but somebody's going to give it to me. Just go on there on her Instagram and be like, hey, send me your number real quick. I'm trying to see. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do when I'm trying to get people to message me. Hey, I'll send me your number. I'm trying to see something real quick. I thought I had it, but I lost it. So send it to me again. Oh, my God. It probably won't work, but it's worth a try. <laughs> I love it. You guys, as a call to action, we want to know, are you a feminist? Are you going to be a feminist now that you know what the feminist movement is about? Or what are your struggles? What have been your struggles with uh, racism or misogyny in the feminist movement? You got anything, B? Or if you have any qualms about the feminist movement, if you disagree yeah. with it, if you just don't understand it, if you still have outlined questions, we want to know that too. You know, tell us like, well... I understand, but I don't get this or X, Y, Z, or why should I be a feminist? Like, talk to us and let us know what your thoughts are. Because I feel like no change can happen without dialogue. So we need to know what you're thinking um, because it may broaden our our vision and our opinion about different things. It may change our mind about certain things. And it may be um, a chance for us to collaborate and move forward together. So just let us know like what you're thinking. Absolutely. We can't wait to hear from you. If you are not already following us on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, we are there at the Culture Shock Podcast. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes, so make sure you give us a review. And, of course, my favorite is email at blackcultureshockpodcast at gmail.com. That's blackcultureshockpodcast at gmail.com. And, uh, as always, we look forward to connecting with you. Any final words? Y'all better get y'all tickets to see Beyonce and Jay, honey, because if we not... We're going to be in there like swimwear, you hear me? Be there, be square, okay? Because she will be in the building. Okay, sis? Sis will be in the building, okay? With my merch on. Say okay I'm going to be dancing. Time. What? Say okay one more time. Okay. okay. Okay, okay. Sis will be in the building. So get your tickets. You better have saved that tax money, and you better be at your computer on time. We're going to be celebrating B's birthday like it's nobody's business. Okay. And by B, I don't mean Beyonce. I mean Courtney B. Courtney B. Courtney oh. B on the run to the show. <laughs> I'm a girl named Tiffany. And I'm Courtney B. And as usual, we out. We out.